back, everyone, to episode 14 of the Nosebleeds podcast. I'm Cameron Mays. I got Bannon Crowley to my left. Hello. Colin Martin to my right. Hello. And I am back after a couple weeks uh, absence. Uh, we got some pretty big stuff to talk about in, the, in this episode. We got some uh, NBA and NHL playoffs underway, some NFL stuff, and some MLB and boxing. So I'm going to have Colin take it away for us. All right. Uh, first off with the NFL, let's talk about the news that everyone's talking about. Julio Jones. Uh he said on first take, I believe, with Shannon Sharp that he wants out. It was a phone call. A lot of people called out Shannon Sharp, but it was planned. Julio knew he would be on live TV. And he said he is out of Atlanta. And he also said that uh, when asked about the Cowboys, he said that he just, quote, wants to win. So that kind of seems out of the equation. How do we feel? Let's get straight to it. Ben, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Um, so Julio Jones has been one of the most, I would say he's a, pretty influential player we kind of talked about this a little bit last week um before we talked about a little bit last week before we knew that he officially wanted out there'd been rumors but now we know it's official um i think kind of the same thing we were talking about last week he's still a good receiver i think he's regressed a little bit um obviously as he's gotten older but he's still up there as one of the best receivers so i think any team that could get him um i think he wants to go to a contender which he rightfully should the Falcons made it to the Super Bowl and then completely collapsed after that and have just been awful. Um, he still has a good quarterback on that team. I think that uh, Ryan's been great for him, but he just has to move on at this point in his career. And personally for me, I mean, just to kind of get into it, three teams, um, I think three teams that would be good for him. Obviously, the Patriots and Titans are in there, um, which he's been talking about. I don't know exactly how he would fit on both of those teams honestly before going into this i had the packers and the 49ers as two of my top targets i think he could work probably better with the patriots than the titans just because the titans they kind of have their running game going and they have their one big receiver so i don't really know how they would work out with two receivers obviously they would make it work but i think honestly i think the packers that'd be a good spot for him to go to um, another team that we could see make a move for him is the Raiders. Um, Aaron Rodgers has been looking around trying to get out. We could see Aaron Rodgers and Julio team up in Las Vegas. Uh, that would be kind of crazy to see, but you never really know. Aaron Rodgers has been talking about trying to make a super team. Julio Jones wants to get out. Both of them could look to make a move, and the Raiders have pieces. So, Yeah, uh, quickly on how I think he'd fit in New England. Uh, I'd love the fit as a Pats fan. But also, uh, New England, they go out and they completely change their wide receiver core. Having Aguilar and Julio on the outside with Kendrick Bourne on the inside would be great. But also, Cam, let's see, like, what do you have to say about the situation? Um, I think he'd be a pretty good uh, fit for the Pats, too, especially with their young receiver core with uh, Nikhil Harry and uh, Jacoby Myers. He'd definitely give him a lot of tests, but also I kind of agree with you. I mean, I wonder how the fit will be. Um, he may be that one piece that we're missing or it may not really work out but really only time will tell and I think he'll go to the Patriots because I feel like it's really the most reasonable place to go. Yeah so earlier today we saw Julio uh, it was reported that he narrowed down his options to two teams which were New England and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee him and AJ Brown that would be a great receiving core for Tannehill who's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the league right now but also uh, something I want to focus on, if he does go to New England, I think we're going to focus more on that. What 
are they realistic Super Bowl contenders? Because I've been seeing stuff and it seems like they're pretty far away right now, but he is such a big piece. With him, hypothetically, they have one of the better receiving cores in the NFL. It just happens when you have one of the best receivers and you go out and sign someone like Aguilar, who had such a great year last year. Uh, their running game is always what New England does. They're by committee. Their O-line is one of the best in the NFL, and they have a really solid defense with almost everyone returning. And people that were gone last year, like Hightower, coming back. So where is the Patriots' ceiling with Julio Jones? Do you think it's rose enough where you think it's worth trading for him? Or how do we think think here? Uh, I can start off with my answer, I guess. I think it pushes them uh, into the playoff push at least. So I think as you know, someone that goes out and supports the Pats, I think a move for Julio would be great. It, not only would it be great for you know memorabilia and sales, mm, but yeah. you know I think it would be a push forward for a team that could really use it. How do you guys feel? Definitely be a bigger picture for a deep run in playoffs or even making playoffs too so yeah i think um right now they're kind of on the edge of making the playoffs or not i think the edge yeah the edge right now i well, think they're the third Mac, best Mac team Mac in that Daddy division Jones, they're uh, they're going all the way okay um <laughs> i don't think this falls on julio at all i think it depends on who the quarterback is if cam newton goes there um well if he's the starter that I feel like the way that they're going to play is completely different yeah. than if Mac Jones is a starter. I, I, honestly, I think if they get Julio Jones, I think Mac Jones will be the starter. I think if they don't get Julio Jones, Cam Newton will be the starter. Yeah. I think that's... I mean, happened. Mac Jones made his whole college career off being good because the receivers around him were good. Um, I still think it would be kind of weird to see how he would play with someone like Cam Newton, especially at this point in Cam Newton's career when he doesn't like passing the ball. So, I mean, his first read is for him to run. And if he's going to run all the plays, Julio's going to get upset with him. But like, also, I don't know. I, that could change, too. Yeah, I want to, like, because Cam Newton's second year, I'm not the biggest Cam Newton believer. I'll come on, I've come in here many times and said he's played pretty awful, which I think is not an unpopular opinion. But in his second year in the offense, with someone as notable, not only for their skill, but also as big as Julio, I think Cam Newton might switch to, you know, Julio is one of his rivals when they were both in the NFC South. Yeah. But, you know, I think, I guess, maybe the Patriots' mindset if they get him is, hey, Cam's going to be looking to pass a lot more if he has one of the best receivers in the league, you know. Yeah. So it's definitely a thing to think about. Yeah. Uh, also, on to more QB talks. Uh, Drew Locke said that he has no time to listen to a Bridgewater QB competition. So, you know, if you didn't know, the Broncos brought in Teddy Bridgewater uh, in the offseason for a pretty low price. I think it was like a six round or something like that. And so, and Broncos fans, you know, there are the some that believe in Drew Locke and want to see his potential, you know, grow. But there's definitely the other side that thinks Bridgewater can help the team more right now. You know, he's, although he's usually hurt, he is solidified I mean, as. One will bring him to five and uh, 11, and the 12. other one, yeah. five and 12, and the <laughs> other one will bring him to six and 11. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. But I mean, how do we feel about Drew Locke? Not necessarily uh, about his skill. Obviously, that's a part of it. But also, as uh, the way he speaks on this, do you think Drew Locke's in a position where this could be seen as good confidence or a little bit of arrogance? Banning you on? I mean, I think it's fine what he said. Obviously, he doesn't have time to listen to the competition. He's too busy listening to Jeezy. So <laughs> he's got other things on his mind. <laughs> But I think, I mean, for a guy like him, 
he's kind of in that same spot where Daniel Jones is. They both have to improve this year. Um, I think Jones is in a better position just because their offense is looking more promising than the Broncos this and year. there's no one taking his job either. Yeah. Um, I think Drew Locke, I kind of compare them a lot because I feel like they've been playing kind of similarly recently. I think there's more to see out of Daniel Jones, though. The one thing about Drew Locke is he he's been around for a while just because he was drafted so high but if he was drafted let's say like the seventh round or something like that he would have been done in the first year yeah. i think they're just they're trying to force it too much and i like drew lock um he was good in college but i think he's gonna end up being one of those guys that just never translated well but that being said um he really has to have a big breakout year this year if not i think he could go on to be just a quarterback that ends up going into games being that Kind of like Teddy Bridgewater, but just not as good. Kind of bouncing yeah. around from teams. Locke reminds me of Gardner Minshew in a way. Yeah. But yeah. it's a team was more willing to move on from Gardner Minshew. Just Don't talk about Gardner Minshew like that. He's just, the GOAT. Just because of where they were picked, they were picked so far apart in the draft. So a team was more willing to move on from Minshew than they are from Locke. But, you know, Broncos fans and, you know, supporters, I don't know, Missouri fans, supporters of Locke, you know, it would be nice to see him take that next step, but also I think if he doesn't have a great season, Denver's look in the next offseason or dr even draft, which is so yeah. far away, could yeah. be quarterback. Yeah. But well, yeah, like you said, big prove a year for guys like Locke and Jones too. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the OTAs of the NFL offseason have been uh, vamping up a little, and guys like Rodgers and Watson both did not show up. So was uh, Green Bay's top five wide receiver court. They didn't show up either. What? Green Bay's top five receivers didn't show up either. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. That means they're all leaving, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, like what you're saying, like, uh, Rodgers wasn't there and Watson wasn't there. Watson uh, not showing up to the Texans was a little more understandable considering the legal issues he's having right now. I don't know if he will be there for a while until he gets that straightened out. But Rodgers, that was more of a choice, I think is easier yeah. to say. Yeah. So I think that's more of a focus. Uh, so Rodgers not showing up, obviously all the talk. He put out a statement where his problem with Green Bay is not Jordan Love, but he stated that he does have a problem with Green Bay and that it's the mentality. Is Do you think Aaron Rodgers will be successful in forcing his way out of Green Bay? Damn, Damn you can start. Um, Honestly... I think it's just going to be another Deshaun Watson. Like, they're just going to grow apart, grow apart, and then they're not going to make a make him. It's going to grow even worse. I think it's going to go, like, right to, like, before season. And I think they'll eventually trade him. But I think it won't go down very good. Um, I think the team will just fall apart right there. I think a lot of the veteran guys and a lot of the um, star players will start to leave, too, because then they'll see what's really going on and what supposedly Aaron Rodgers is talking about, you know? So you think if Aaron Rodgers out, the team tanks? Yeah, I think so. How about you, Benning? How do you feel? Um, I'm kind of on the opposite side. I think that team's really good, and Rodgers had a good year this year, but I think a guy like Jordan Love, I know is one of Colin's favorite quarterbacks going into that year. I'm still not a huge believer in him, just because he hasn't really shown me enough, but I still think that team is so good that you could plug in a guy that's good and still have that team excel. I think a guy like Devontae Adams, I mean, he seems like a guy that'll probably stay around there for a while. Guys like AJ Dillon are coming up too. Um, Valdez Scantling, he's been there for a while, but he's 
he's finally still, he's still on his the break. younger side too. Yeah, yeah, he's got years. And I mean that defense is still pretty decent too. Offensive line still doing good. I think Rodgers, um, obviously there's gonna be those veteran players that have played with him. Kind of like what we saw with a guy like Carson Wentz. We saw Zach Ertz. Um, he also ended up leaving. So we might see yeah. that happen. But I think overall, I think the team will do fine without him if he does end up leaving. I feel like he'll definitely be gone before the end of the summer. I think we could definitely see him leave on like July 4th and then have the team come out with a jersey and just... Yeah. It's, it's going to be... He's going to be gone, and then he's going to be, like, officially gone two weeks later. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to make some big announcement and everything just because it's such a big player. Yeah. I think, personally, uh, you know, I'm a big Jordan Love supporter, but, you know, he's not even close to A-Rod yeah. yet. Obviously, there's no dispute. Well, I mean, but, you can't have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And then, and then some, some guy that's never played. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, well, I, but Aaron Rodgers has played a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I do think... Uh, the Packers moving on. If they get a good trade package back, yeah. I think it could be really beneficial because it just changes their timeline. Their team has enough young players where with some draft picks and getting Jordan Love comfortable, give them three or four years, and now it's a different squad that's high up in this playoff race. So I don't think it's all bad if he leaves. Yeah. Even though he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and he was the most valuable player last year, totally deserving of it, it, it won't be all bad for Green Bay if he goes. They just need to play their cards right because if they only get like a second rounder and some bum players just because everyone knows he wants out, that's kind of one of the things that us as fans and also the media doesn't really cover. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' value is probably awful right now because everyone knows he's not going to be on the Packers. So teams are willing to throw like, I'll give you a fourth rounder, my backup center. Yeah. Because, you know, the Packers, even though that's obviously not a fair trade, they kind of have to listen. They have to so, pick one eventually. Yeah, eventually you'll have to pick one or else you're just going to get nothing for him. So if they can find a way to trade him to a team that's really desperate and is still giving up value that's fair, and Jordan Love does progress, like obviously Green Bay believes in him if they picked him first round. You know, so it's interesting. Here's I my question. If they don't trade him, do you think he'll sit out? Yeah, he's definitely the person that would. Yeah, I, I feel like he'd sit out for whatever sort of reasons but i i hope it doesn't come to that i'd always i'd rather see players get new scenery than sit out always especially for a player like him who i would say at most has five years left playing yeah i'd say he still has a lot of good decent years but kind of just to piggyback off of that i feel like the packers will be in a situation where they're going to get a really good deal and then they're going to say we can do better than this they're going to pass on that deal and they're going to get one that's not as good. Yeah. This happens, I feel like, all the time with superstars. A team either takes the first deal or they end up taking, they're passing on a deal and then we see it you come see out it. a week later yeah, that yeah, says, yeah. oh yeah, this team is going to offer three first round picks and then their star player, but it's, then the Packers end up taking one first round pick. It's like an NBA comparison, what Houston did with James Harden. Yeah. It's like they passed on great deals that included star players to instead make more deals that sunk them into this hole yeah. of not being very good and still not having a ton of draft picks. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up for that NFL portion for the most part. Not a lot of news. We're still in that off-season period, but not free agency, not draft, none of that. Yeah. So uh, Cam wants to touch on some MLB, some NHL, some sort of stuff that me and Banning don't usually talk about when he's not here. So let's get straight into it. Yeah, so the NHL playoffs have started and 
Uh, we're still in the first round, but it has already probably been one of the best playoffs in the past 20 years. I mean, it's been crazy. There's been already 18 overtime games, uh, double overtimes, triple overtimes. Um, some uh, very crazy series that's ha uh, very good so far. Um, the Oilers and the Jets, they're having a really good series so far. Last night, the Jets came back uh, from a 4-1 deficit to come back and win it in overtime. Um, you see teams that have already won. Blue Jays uh, got swept by... Uh, oh, man. Well, well, I'll look for it, but uh, not Blue, Blue Jays, the Blues. It's actually the Blue Jays. But yeah, uh, Capitals lost to the Bruins in five games. Um, but you just see it's really crazy. Um, playoffs is just something, you know, it's not only star players, but it's everyone, you know. Uh, who was it? Let me see here. I think it was uh, Vegas. Them out. Maybe, but I'm not sure. Um, some very star players of the playoffs so far. Uh, at least I'm going to go by series here. Um, I can say for the Bruins and Capitals, because obviously I'm biased towards the Bruins, but... Uh, some of like the really key players for both teams uh, on the Bruins side, Pas David Pasternak had an okay series. He's pretty good, uh, but also the intensity of Charlie McAvoy, um, really good. He's starting to get used to the playoffs now in his fifth season, I think, and he's just really stepped up after uh, the loss and leadership of Chara and everything. He pretty much handed out, so he did really good. And Rask after the first game, uh, he, was, he didn't do very good. A lot of people wanted to bench him for Swayman. Um, even I did, but he really, he really stuck out. Um, honesty. Hate that man. <laughs> uh, well, on, every year he jokes in the playoffs and it's garbage. But, um, yeah, it's really, he did pretty good. Uh, Winnipeg, my bad, Winnipeg won the series last night. They swept the Oilers last night in three overtimes in the, uh, game four. Uh, some big games tonight. We have, uh, not tonight, but tomorrow we have, uh, game six of the Lightning and Panthers. That's been a very good series. Tampa Bay leads 3-2. They can go for the one tomorrow night. Um, Maple Leafs and Canadians have been a very, very good series. Uh, Canadians kind of came out of nowhere this year. Um, past couple seasons really been a rebuild with a bunch of young players and those young players are really coming together turn the superstars. Um, the Islanders and Penguins, that's a really another good series. Um, good Metropolitan series. Both of those teams are Mediocre. I mean, they're not great as they used to be, but it's a really good matchup for them. Uh, Wild, uh, Minnesota Wild and Golden Knights, pretty good series so far. Vegas uh, leads at 3-2. Uh, playing right now is actually the Maple Leafs and Canadians and the Predators and Hurricanes, which has been pretty good. But um, also this year, it's really strange because we have the divisions broken up to regions. So it's all the Canadian teams and then the, um, like the Northeast, Southeast... Northwest, Southwest, and Central. So there's a lot of uh, Eastern teams on the Western Conference and a lot of Western Conference teams on the Eastern Conference. So there could be two Eastern teams in the Stanley Cup or two Western teams in the Stanley Cup. You know, anything can really happen. Um, but as round one starts to wrap up, it's just really been crazy series for NHL fans and really has brought attention of other sports fans and people pretty much around the sports world, um, you know, people are really starting to get involved with it because the game's really changing. You know, it's becoming more fun and just more 
intensity because the league past couple of years has just been really it's been really kind of getting away from like that physical thing I feel like that's kind of what brings a lot of the fans in and this season and this playoffs have really been it because there's a lot of first round rivalry games uh, in series two and so I'm sure in the next episode there'll be a lot of stuff on round two uh, moving on to the MLB um only 50 games played, so you can't really say a lot of stuff. But just uh, kind of like league leaders. Um, Tampa Bay has been doing really good. They really, they uh, their last 10, they're on a 10 game winning streak, uh, one, 11 game winning streak actually. So they really uh, stepped it up so far. They're kind of in the middle, but uh, they're kind of finding things back, reigning uh, World Series, uh, coming from the World Series, not winning it. Um, Boston's in there. New York really had a comeback. Uh, they're third in the league right now. The American League, uh, after having a very slow start, they've kind of found things and picked up. Um, some teams that have dropped, uh, Kansas City, they moved down, um, uh, losing their last 10, they're 6-4, and four, but they're originally on top, but not really anymore. Um, some teams are going downhill. Toronto isn't having a great season from the start, um, but I'm sure it all changed. It's still super early to decide what's what. I mean... 160, 152 games this season. You really don't know what's going to happen. Um, in the West uh, National League, uh, still the top five is kind of the same. Uh, San Diego's first. Los Angeles is in there. Uh, San Fran, which is pretty good this year. Uh, St. Louis is coming up, which is pretty good. And Chicago, New York, uh, Mets. Uh, it's a pretty good season so far, honestly. Um, some stats you know, around the league. A lot of young guys are really coming up and showing their superstar potential, such as uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Shohei Otani, who's just been absolutely insane this season. Um, I He's probably going to win MVP. He's just been like, a, a freak of nature out there this season. It's really, like, not breathtaking, but, like, crazy because you've never seen – we haven't seen something like this in a long time. Um, a man who can throw 100 miles per hour down the plate and then throw seven innings no-hit baseball and then – go to right field to play to finish the game I mean, you don't really never see that um but yeah not a lot in the MLB just it's always going to be changing for the rest of the season it probably won't really get big until the last 20-15 games so it kind of wraps that up all right uh moving on to the next uh let's bring it over to you banning for boxing uh a lot of fights to talk about whether they happened or they're upcoming so take it away on that so uh, the first, the biggest news that we've seen come out recently is uh, Tyson Fury versus Wilder fighting in their trilogy. Um, this has been, we didn't know that this was going to happen, but we knew this was going to happen in a weird way. After their last fight, um, it seemed like the series was over, but uh, Wilder wanted another fight. That fight was um, one of the biggest in recent memory. Uh, a lot of people were watching it, so it brought a lot of eyes back on the sport, which was good. And it was kind of weird because their first uh, fight went to a draw, and then the second fight, Fury dominated it. So it seemed like the series was over, but Wilder, I mean, he had a right to get to that third fight because he lost his belts. But Fury uh, said he was going to fight Joshua, which we've been wanting to see for a while just to unify the belts. And that finally, we heard in the same week that that was going to happen, and then that got postponed for this fight. And I'm still happy with this fight. As a Wilder fan, I want to see him beat Fury, uh, get his revenge, especially after he lost on 
during Black History Month. Um, it was kind of sad to see. And especially with that armor or whatever that he had on that said that was why I lost. So it'll be a good fight to see, especially because both of those guys, probably the two biggest egos in boxing right now. So it's always great to see guys talk back and forth and two guys who really want to knock each other out. So that'll be a great fight to see. And it'll be interesting to see what happens after that fight, depending on who wins. I think the winner will fight against Joshua, but I mean, a Wilder versus Joshua fight will be a lot different than a Fury versus Joshua fight. So in my opinion, I hope Wilder wins, but either way, I'd love to see either one of them fight Joshua. Next, we have uh, Errol Spence Jr. versus Pacquiao. Pacquiao, one of the biggest names in boxing over the past few years. I mean, it seems like everyone knows who Pacquiao is, whether that was after he fought Mayweather or just in general, um, a legend. I think it's good for the sport just to get a lot of eyes back on it just because of Pacquiao, the big name. Um, I don't know if it's good for his health, just because Errol Spence is arguably the best in his division. Uh, Terrence yeah, yeah. Crawford is uh, up there too. Depends on who you like. I mean, both of those guys, their fan bases will tell you that their favorites better. Um, we've never seen him fight, and some people were kind of upset that Spence couldn't get the fight done with Crawford. Uh, but it, Crawford said himself he doesn't really care about the fight anymore, and he's kind of higher up right now. So being on the A side, saying I don't really care about that fight anymore, most likely means it won't happen. But this is great to see. I think um, this might be one of Pacquiao's last official fights. He was supposed to fight Ryan Garcia, who's also a big name on the uh, TikTok world. Um, he's also a good boxer, but he's, all right. he's he's just fast. But he he's more famous boxed. than really being he's like a boxer. Jake Paul, but better, but a lot better. <laughs> They're both famous and box. Uh, Jake Paul is not a good boxer. He's all right. Overrated. Yeah, so uh, just yeah. interesting fight to watch. I think Spence will obviously dominate this fight just because Pacquiao is very old at this point. But if Pacquiao comes out with a win, it'd be very surprising. Um, another fight, because Fury and Wilder are fighting, Joshua has to fight hit, uh, someone just to defend his belt. So it seems like Alexander Osik, Usik will fight him. Um, a lot of these fighters have are from different countries, so... Don't get offended when I butcher your name. Um, but, uh, I mean, I've seen a little bit on him. I wasn't too familiar with him before. Uh, he's kind of the fourth heavyweight at this moment. Joshua, Fury, and Wilder, I think, are all a lot higher up than him. But as, I mean, the mandatory fighter for the WBO championship, I don't think it'll be an awful fight, but I don't think it'll go past seven rounds. Um... Alexander is a great defensive boxer. In his last fight, he won and he kind of dominated just because his opponent was a lot slower. But the thing is that Joshua has three inches on him and the last time Alexander fought, he was uh, 30 pounds lighter. I think this fight will be uh, within seven rounds. Joshua will probably take the win and depending on who wins the Fury Wilder fight, we'll get to see them fight and that'll be a great fight. Hopefully Joshua wins if Fury wins. Uh, I just don't like Fury at all. Shout out to uh, Chris, who's a big Fury fan. I don't like Fury. Chris who? But he is a uh, good boxer. So shout out to him. Um, so one last point, really. Um, 
it's kind of weird to see people not really consider Canelo to be one of the best fighters of all time. In my opinion, it seems like he's just, he's got to this point where he's so good and everyone knows he's so good, but he hasn't really got into that GOAT debate yet. I don't think he's the best boxer of all time, but for people to not consider him to be even in the running, I think people just kind of forget how dominant he's been just because he's been so good for so long. And the competition, I mean, that's not his fault that he's so much better than everyone else. And he's kind of in a weight class right now where the rest of the competitors, I think after this Caleb Plant fight, I don't see anyone even coming close to him within the next three years. So I don't know. In my opinion, I think Canelo's one of the best boxers, especially in my generation, probably one of the best boxers, if not the best, um, besides Floyd Mayweather. I think Mayweather's kind of, I consider him kind of the generation before, so that's, I think Canelo's you know, the best boxer Ali. right now. Um, Muhammad Ali was a fighter in the 60s, not this generation. Oh. Rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. One of the best, second best fighter of all time. Should have won a Grammy first. too, that's spoken. Floyd. Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer of all time, in my opinion. Well. Jake Paul on the come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TikTok's Until he loses to Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the NBA. Let's switch topics a little. Uh, so as we're talking right now, uh, we are about a game and a half in the NBA playoffs. Some teams have played one. A lot of teams are playing their second one tonight. Uh, and so, yeah, let's just get straight into it. Uh, matchup we were talking about is the Bucks versus the Heat. A lot of people like the Heat because the Heat came out so dominant against them last year, but the Bucks have their number this series. A lot of jokes about how the loss of Eric Bledsoe to the Bucks has made the Heat way worse because if you don't remember last year, Eric Bledsoe played awful against the Heat. But, I mean, just straight into it, the Bucks got outscored by 35 from the three-point line in game one and still won. And then in game two, they blew the heat out while Jimmy was held to either 10 or 13 points, something along those lines. So how do we feel? Do the Heat have that spark in them to come back, or do the Bucks take it all the way? I I mean, this pretty much proves that the Heat were a bubble fraud. I mean... Yeah, imagine picking them to win in the first round. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I, that was just... I pretty much just picked all upsets, so... I mean, the Bucks really... You picked the Sixers to go to the finals. Yeah, upset that. And the Suns yeah, to win it. Yeah. Upsets. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, um, I think the Bucks are really, um, this year underrated, were underrated for the playoffs because, you know, at the past couple years, they really haven't been great in the playoffs as proven in the past, like, three years. But Giannis is really shining right now, doing really good, and, um... Defense is obviously doing good, only holding them to 98, not 100 points. But I think it's going to be a sweep. And who they play next? Winner of this? Of yeah, Boston, Brooklyn? it's going to be Brooklyn or think, possibly I Boston. Think, I, oh, it's going to be, no, it's it's gonna gonna be Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I, you have to not see. according to Cam, though. Yeah. No. Well, Except According to my bracket, it's Boston. But according to me now, it's Brooklyn. Cam's talking about how good Brooklyn and you know Milwaukee are. But you know they weren't supposed to win the first they round. Right. But I think that's going to be a very good series, honestly. I think that's... I think honestly, for me, I think whoever wins that series is going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, yes, well, that's, yes. How, that's how the second <laughs> no, round works. We'll go to the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. <laughs> Way to speak. All right, Banning. Uh, you think that he have any chance to even take a game or possibly come back in the series? Uh, nope. I think it really depends on how the next game goes. Obviously, if the Heat win, then 
they win it. They win, but and uh, if they don't, then yeah, they but don't. I think it really depending on how the first half goes. If the Heat can stay in it, they're definitely a scrappy enough team to win. But if they get behind, the Bucks team is so good at just really pushing it down your throat that <laughs> yeah. that if they push it down Bro. the Heat's throat so far. <laughs> yeah, so anyways. <laughs> pushing it down the throat. I'm, I gotta keep this part. <laughs> if they really choke it. <laughs> right, pushing bu- it down the throat and they be choking. As long as the Heat don't choke when Milwaukee pushes it down their throat. Then they will yeah. be fine. I think the Heat... Um, I don't think they had any chance. We talked about this before. I didn't think they really had too big of a chance to win this series. Um, I, I mean, some people are saying the Bucks are underrated. I have them beating the Nets. I think they're a top three yeah. seed. I don't know how they're underrated, but I mean, some people got their own opinions. So. Yeah, I and some people switch their opinions. I'm going off of my bias, not anyone else. They are underrated. Well, you to also me. said the Celtics were gonna beat. The Nets. But you also said on one of our episodes Atlanta's going to the finals. Now, yeah, now they're losing in the first Sorry, round. That bracket was a joke. I didn't mean that bracket, right? <laughs> Here's my picks for the first round. Bucks, Nets, Hawks, 76ers, Suns, uh, Trailblazers, Jazz, and what's the other one? The Clippers and the Mavs. Uh, Mavs. That's my picks. Very bold. Six out of the eight series where the teams are winning. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so one of them's tied. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So this proves that Jimmy Bubble is an absolute. <laughs> and Tyler Hero Fraud. Bubble Bubble Hero is an absolute joke. Uh, I had I was always up here. I was saying the Bucks Duncan and four, Robinson Bucks and five. Fraud. <laughs> I was saying Bucks and four, Bucks and five, and I stick to that. I think four now, just because they've come out and played better than I expected. Shoved it down their throats, and the Heat are choking on it. Yep. For real. Uh, and now the Nuggets and the Blazers, they split the first two. Uh, I think going in, everyone said this would be the most competitive series. It's not a super hot take. It, it's the yep. closest. And they split hot the first take two right games. here. I think this is going to be a super competitive series. Beautifully said. Uh so, I think the winner of this round will go on to the second round. I I can't <laughs> me, argue. Me too. I can't. And then argue if that. they win the next round, I think they'll be in the Western Conference Finals. Okay, that's not fun. Against the Lakers. Yeah. Wait. Against the. Li- don't yeah. talk about. Don't talk to me about predictions. Hold oh, no, on. No. <laughs> you think the Lakers are going to the Eastern or the Western Conference? All right. Finals? So Nuggets Blazers. No. It's tied up right oh, now. Yeah, I, I think I do against the Why? Clippers. Because they have the best player in of all time on that team. Okay. Pause. We're taking we're taking a break from the playoffs right now. Did you just say LeBron is the best player ever? I did say LeBron. Your take on this? Well, we I, already know his take. I on disagree, this. but I'm not a, yeah. as upset. Michael Jordan <laughs> is a thousand times better than LeBron ever. Why? Right, because you got brainwashed by a documentary? Uh, <laughs> dude, I don't care if I got brainwashed, dude. Like, go on, dude. I can't even talk to this. And tell me why Michael Jordan's a better basketball player than LeBron. He's a better basketball player because. He wasn't surrounded by superstars as well. Oh, actually. He was surrounded by the best rebounder of all time, the arguably a top five player in the league at the time, and which also came up on the documentary. Remember how they said Scottie Pippen was like the second best player in the league? Yes, but <laughs> but the mentality, the clutch. LeBron has never had one of the greatest coaches of all time either. Okay. He won a championship with Ty Lue. Who cares? LeBron's been a pass-first player his whole career. All right, well, when they want to be one, we'll see who wins. When they want to be one, we'll see who wins. Okay, well, LeVar Ball could beat Michael Jordan. I think LeBron could. Dude, I bet bet you think Eli Manning's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, too. He's top 15. 
You're kind of you're kind of dissing on Coach Spo a little. Yeah, no, I think are. I think Sproles is one of the better coaches of all time. Yeah. But also, I mean, I think a lot of the MJ stuff. We're so off topic, but uh, MJ. There's oh, no off topic. We're talking about enough. basketball. We're yeah, a sports podcast. Sure. So I mean, he has. Gotta have this. He, yeah, he's we're, we're a sports podcast. All right. MJ's one of the best defensive players of all time. LeBron's ever had. LeBron. LeBron's one of the best M- babies of all time. MJ's one of the best like defensive guards the league's seen, which is what a lot of people like. Uh, MJ, he's kind of done more. In less, he's played a lot less than LeBron. He's undefeated in the finals, 6-0, and I'm fully convinced that if he didn't retire for three years, he'd be 9-0 or like 8-1. Yeah. So I think it all comes down to it's really hard to compare them because they didn't play at the same time and they haven't played for the same amount of time. LeBron's had longer, but LeBron's also done more for but a lot of things. Also, it, Jordan it, played in the, one of the best defensive eras ever. LeBron's it, playing right now in a offensive league. There's no defense whatsoever. You look back on the 90s, there was literally bringing guns to the arena and they were like, it was like, a, like, dude, what was going on? Like, I don't want to be that guy, but that happened when LeBron was in the league and not Jordan. What? They brought guns. When they brought, when the Gilbert Arenas brought the gun into the arena. Well, that's uh, like a joke. I, I, was just, I, oh. I, didn't, I didn't actually know. I was just yeah. saying like, it's like, like a metaphor. Yeah, no, but I agree. I do agree actually with the offensive era. Once they got rid of the hand checking rule, it really changed because yeah. you saw Jordan one was older, but two, his production went down a little bit. He played great in his last years in Washington. People talk shit for no reason. He was really good. He was an all-star. Yeah, exactly. And he, he's one of the best wizards. Wizards. But, he's but he really. He's one, of the, he's one of the best wizards after Russ. <laughs> Wizards. Well, I mean, Kemba Walker is better than Russ, so that's what he said. Banning likes it. whenever I make. You no, said Kemba. You were Walker. here. You were I here, and I said oh. never mind. We this literally every time Cam's here, we bring this up, and he forgets. Well, I think that's the first time we brought it up. No, literally matters. the last time Cam was here after taking a break, we Cam goes, "You said." <laughs> okay, let's just go back to. The Anyways, the Blazers and the Nuggets. Do we think? Who who comes on top of that series? Who do we see? Who gets top? I think Nuggets win that series. I mean, Dame Dame's really carrying. What? Why are you laughing? Oh, they keep going. Dame's carrying that, but they just they can't really compete. You know, their defense is trash. The Nuggets defense is trash. The Trailblazers, and you know, Dame can't score eighty points every game, and still do it every night and be a one man show against the MVP and Nikola Jokic. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I understand. So, like, what made you think Portland was going to win in the first round then? Honestly, because I just, I love damn time in the playoffs. I really do. And I thought McCollum would show up better. And, you know, but I think this series is really going to seven. It's still, I mean, I'm just saying that. I mean, it's still... <laughs> You don't think it's going to seven? All right, Benny's gonna so, go to six. So Benny, you also episode. you did? Yeah, I said in the last episode that he's gonna go to six. I think it was. I said seven. Nuggets and six. Or, uh, Blazers. 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 So so do, hot take. Hot so take. that's what you had in your bracket as well. Do you actually think the Blazers still in six? That where you're at right now? Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. change up on anything. I think that we we're gonna see this game eventually where Jokic is gonna go off and no one could guard him. Um, but I think I mean the first game Jokic still played well. And the rest of the team didn't play as well. Second game, Dame plays well. The rest of the team didn't play as well. I think we're going to see that flip-flop every night. We're going to see either Dame go off. Well, I think Dame and Jokic are going to go off. It just depends on how good the team is around them. And we talked about this last time. This whole playoffs, it really depends on how good the second star is on the team. The star in almost every series is going to go off. We see this in the Lakers series. We see this even a little bit... 
I mean, we could say Phoenix potentially with depending on how good Chris Paul does. But we saw that with the Lakers. <laughs> but I mean, a lot even with the Bucks series too, we were concerned about how Middleton would play. I know you were, and I think same thing with this. We'll see how it goes. I'm not switching up my predictions, so yeah, uh, I'm not switching up mine either. I'll still take the Nuggets in six. Uh, <laughs> Dame is really good, but they're. I think it's the kind of the same thing you were saying with Jokic. I don't think Dame can necessarily do it every night, and. Uh, the Nuggets having the home court advantage is really important to me if it does go to seven because Denver Nuggets fans are some of the most underrated, really some of the best fans in basketball. They're right. They're right. <laughs> Any, but like, they're not Celtics fans. They're not Sixers fans. Okay, buddy. I agree that they're not either of those. Like, actually. Well, yeah, but because they're Nuggets they're, fans. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> Bruh. but legit, I still have the Nuggets winning in six. It's really hard. To stop someone like Jokic, especially when Nurkic, they're letting him foul out There's when Jokic isn't even on the court. Dame time. It's hard it's, to stop Dame Dallas. When was the last time Jokic came out with a rap song? That's, that's true. what I thought. Hey, you never know back in Serbia. I mean, time. he can't even use the name Young Joker, so. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> when was the last time he hit a career-ending three over PG-13? Didn't you just say the Nuggets were going to win? I know. <laughs> what are you on my ass about? <laughs> Same. I know, he just likes to. Yeah. But also, Jokic is the best. Best what? <laughs> best player in the league right now. Not in the league, but he's gonna win MVP. Yeah, the best season I didn't win this year. I'll say that. Yeah. All right, so on to the Utah and the Memphis series. Uh, the Grizzlies steal game one, based on mostly Donovan Mitchell being up. Also, John Morant having a great night. Mm-hmm. So, do we think this is a one-time thing, or does Memphis really push Utah in this series? One-time thing. One-time thing. Agreed. The one night stand for Memphis. Yeah. Um, John Morant did what he had to do in game one and uh, scored a lot of points, put a lot of balls in the basket. And Even I mean, though there's a really sloppy effort by Utah. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, that's what happens when you miss your star player. Yeah. Because I mean, Jazz kind of choked, but... It was well, yeah, good. Rudy Gobert is an absolute <laughs> fraud, and I don't want to hear anyone talk <laughs> about him. I hate Rudy Gobert. Literally, like, kick him out of the league. No one wants him. Exactly. People talking about how he should be the defensive player of the year. Well, how'd you lose to... The team that shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Valanciunas, yes, yeah, Mr. Gogurt is actually terrible. Get him out of league. Yeah. All right. So basically, all of us Utah on five. Yep. 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 All right. So uh, Trey Young. Also, just to mention this, yeah. uh, Utah. We saw Jordan Clarkson win Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, congrats. Top, yeah. Congrats yeah. to Jordan Clarkson. Congrats. Shout out the boy. I know he listens to this. Um, <laughs> Same with Julius Randle, most improved player. Yep. That neither of those were big surprises to anyone. Yeah, I think uh, personally, I said he should have won over Joe Ingles, so I'm glad to see I got that right. I wasn't surprised to see him win at all. I yeah. wanted Derrick Rose, but realistically, it was it was Jordan Carson's. Too, yeah. So, uh, anyways, speaking about most improved player and the team itself, uh, New York loses in game one off a game winner from Trey Young, a game winning little floater. He was silencing the crowd. He was saying how he heard the boo birds, all that sort of stuff. So, Atlanta goes up 1-0 in the series. I know all three of us had New York winning. Uh, are, are any of us losing any confidence? And also, does Julius Randle's poor performance when being double-teamed scare you guys? Or do you think it's a, you know, how do we feel, I guess? I always think it's a one-time thing. I mean, uh, I hate Trey Young, but I think he's... Uh, uh, I think I didn't say it's a one-time thing. I hate... I hate Trey Young. Been saying it for the show ever since we started it, but I think he's going to be a serious problem for New York. Um, but also, again, he can't do it all by himself. Um, but I think 
the Knicks will figure it out. Um, I really don't. It's not really a big deal. I mean, it's their first playoff game in, what, 13 years or not 13, 8? Yeah, but the Hawks haven't played a long time. The Hawks haven't played either. Both yeah. teams are young, so. Yeah, it's kind true. Of, yeah. So it's 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 going to be a really, really good series, especially with as close of game one as it was and the intensity of the fans, which is really great. Um, but I think I think the Knicks will end up coming out top in six. Yeah, uh, one thing I want to say about it Knicks is... And six. Uh, Clint Capella has been probably the most impressive. Uh, everyone knows Trey Young will go out there and score. He won't play any defense. Don't get foul calls on him. He w- didn't even get that many the other night. But Clint Capella, I just I watched that whole game. He creates so much space for Trey Young to work. Where the Knicks had control the whole game. Alec Burks was playing like Michael Jordan. I don't know how he was doing it. But Clint Capella made so much space with his big screens and also dominating the paint against a Knicks team where Nerlens Noel was great, but he was out towards the end of the game. He was hurt for just the rest of the game. But that all being said, me being really impressed with his play and obviously Trey Young living up to what he's supposed to do. I'm taking the Knicks. I originally had them in six. I'll take six, maybe seven. I'll still take them just because I think Julius Randle, he just had an off night. Uh, he, the pressure hasn't got to him very much at all this season being in New York. You know, he has such high expectations, but I feel like, you know, it was just the first playoff game and a guy like Alec Burks, who has played in a lot of big games as a role player for a lot of different teams. Who's uh, Alec Burks? Alec. Michael Jordan? <laughs> for real. Anyways, like, I just, I think Julius Randle will come out and perform, and he doesn't even have to be like 30 points a game, just that 25, you know, like 8, 10 rebounds. Derrick Rose doing his thing, and... If Alec Burks continues to play this good, it will make it a lot easier on those other Knicks role players. Yeah. So I'd say I'll stick to six, but seven is more what I'm thinking realistically. Yeah, I think the Hawks could definitely take another game down the stretch, but I don't think that the Hawks have home court advantage. I think when they go back to Atlanta, obviously, they'll be in their home court, but compared to Madison Square Garden, which in the past couple years has been um, empty almost, I mean, obviously, there's been people there, but it just it hasn't been live in a while. And seeing that playoff game, seeing Tracy Morgan on the sideline every single time they panned over, because apparently he's the only person at that game. Um, <laughs> they did show him a lot. I didn't know he was that big of a Knicks fan, honestly. I thought he was a Nets fan. I, I had no idea. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually I thought he was a Lakers fan. You know what? He was at the Knicks game. He's the biggest Knicks fan, apparently, since Spike Lee got blacklisted by them. Shout out the boy Spike Lee. He was still there though. Nice to yeah. see him. Um, I, like I said, I Knicks and six. I think we could even see them win in five. If the Knicks win the next two games, I think they're gonna take the. If they win the next three games, I think uh, they win in five. Actually, if they win the next four games, I think they win in five. Okay, I agree. Uh, another thing, uh, one of the league's uh, most well-known and also usually one of their best players, Anthony Davis was awful um, he was terrible colin's boyfriend is yeah. not doing so yeah. i don't even i oh anthony davis please, I don't please. Think, he's so much better than lebron he should have won the finals yeah. mvp i don't yeah. think i've ever talked about him on the podcast not on the podcast yeah. but we don't forget this behind cameras he said he should have won the finals mvp then lebron drops what 30 something points in yeah. game and then i said shit never mind because yeah. once lebron outplayed him i didn't hold to it i usually yeah i'm a big anthony davis supporter but there's anthony davis more like a Disney, that's the one. Yeah, a yeah. Disney. More like Josh Allen. <laughs> but there's... Right. N- Banning's talking about my two sports boyfriends. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, okay. No <laughs> my other... sports boyfriend is Russell Westbrook. 
Yeah, we know. <laughs> no other way to get around it. He played awful. He was awful in game one. Gave the Lakers and LeBron absolutely no help. And the Suns, they steamrolled the Lakers. Mm -hmm. And like we've been doing with all these well, other series. Uh, it was a nice it game. It was, it was a nice game, but I feel like Suns had... Uh, like this, they, if you take away the score, they played a lot better. Yeah, you could tell if yeah if you weren't watching the score, the Suns played a lot better. Uh, I know Banning, you had the Lakers. Me and uh, Cam both have the Suns winning the series. Uh, is there any confidence shaken, or if Anthony Davis continues to play bad, can the role players of Los Angeles boost them forward? Uh, I don't think so. I think this really comes down to how Anthony Davis plays, and um, he better play well because I have hundred thousand dollars on the Lakers winning this series. <laughs> So, boy, you don't even have a hundred thousand. <laughs> Shout out to Maddie Ford for hooking me up with a hundred thousand dollars for this series. <laughs> I feel like Pablo. But um, yeah, it really comes down to how well Anthony Davis plays because even though LeBron didn't have the craziest game, it seems like LeBron really. I mean, if he he plays really well when Anthony Davis plays really well too, we saw. I mean, him drop forty-one points when Kyrie would drop forty-one points in the finals. He doesn't do too much when he doesn't have to, but he still has a good game most of the time so it really depends on how well a disney does um everyone calling lebron the fraud but finally see that it's anthony davis who is the fraud well mickey and a disney except well mickey is a lot better than a disney we'll see uh i still have the suns winning i forget how much i said i i think i said six five i whatever i said i'm gonna stick to it because i i, I think this i think the suns got it in the bag and it's not even because like even if Anthony Davis is playing up to what he usually does, I still have the Suns. Just I know they're more of a regular season team. They don't have a lot of playoff experience. But someone like Chris Paul, even though he's known for getting bounced in the second round, uh, he's really helpful to a team like that. And someone like Mikael Bridges, who you know he's not he's no Kawhi Leonard or anything like that, but he's exceptional at defense and he's about the same size as LeBron. I don't hate the matchup on most possessions. I think the only thing the Suns yeah. the Suns would sweep. If they never got rid of my boy. Who's your boy? Dragon Bender. Oh. Are you talking about Kelly Oubre? No, Kelly Oubre? Oh, no. Kelly Oubre's a bum. Yeah, I think the only reason why the Lakers have a chance in this series, like if it was Anthony Davis by himself, no, no chance. It's LeBron. I think, yeah. yeah it's just I, his, it's, he yeah. has the most experience. Like, it's just... Yeah. yeah. But I think it's yeah. lack of other players, you know? Yeah. And it's good to see Chris Paul excited to play again in Game 2 after getting hurt. Very excited to play in game two. Yeah. Uh, so last series we're going to talk about, we're not going to touch on the Brooklyn-Boston one. It's kind of depressing. No, we can well. talk about it. No, we, we don't need to. Yeah. Uh, Score 78-55 uh, in game two. Let's just, I mean, we can talk about it. Boston Sweet. is going to lose in four. Agreed. Blake Griffin, MVP of the series. <laughs> you Long with that board. banning, you got anything else to add to that? Um, Not really. I mean. It's about expected. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, even Brad Stevens said that... He'd be shocked. He'd be shocked if they won. And yeah. good for him for being honest. I mean, I still think after this series, we see the Nets move on and uh, presumably the Bucks move on. I still think the Bucks are going to beat the Nets. I think this Nets team is rolling right now, but their chemistry is... I still don't think their chemistry is fully there. And if those three guys can't go off, I think they really need Kevin Durant to go off because we know Harden can play. But... It just Harden and Kyrie together, I think they're good. Just Harden and KD together are good, but all three of them playing together, they've only really played eight games this season. And from looking at those stats, it wasn't amazing. Obviously, they went six and two, but losing, they lost to the Cavs, 
when yeah. uh, Sexman that was, went off. That was Sexton's like 40 some point And game. for a guy like Sexton to do that, imagine if a guy like Giannis gets hot and beats them. I know that was one of their first games playing together, yeah. but the playoffs, they haven't even played 10 games together. So I think I just don't think they'll get past the Bucks hypothetically, in my world of these uh, predictions. Yeah, I disagree, but I understand that point. It's, it's going to be something. I think it'll be a great series. Though. Yeah. Also, shout out to Joe Harris in this game. He set the Nets three-point made record with six and a half. So he that, made six and a half threes. No, he, he made, made six threes. Hilarious. He made six threes in the first half. Oh. What do you get the other half? Uh, it's not over yet. No, like you said six and a half. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like when you get half a sack. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, who he, was it? Yeah, who else got the three? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Brown grabbing the other side of his balls. Oh, oh Jason Tatum's down. Oh, oh. The series is over. I think the series was already over. <laughs> he got poked in the eye. He'll be okay. So LeBron, mean, LeBron, well, LeBron was yeah. down. Got, right, I just want to say one thing. Oh, oh I'm gonna say God. how much. I want to say how much of a joke LeBron is. All right, he got poked in the eye. He was on the ground for 80 seconds. He was crying. All right. Kevin Pillar got hit in the face with a 94 mile per hour baseball, no, fastball. <laughs> hit in the face with a 94 mile per hour fastball. Know how long on the ground he was for? 36 seconds. You want to talk about being a baby? La baby. Why don't you go cry about it? Well, the thing, see, this is what I want to bring up we since go. we're right here. Here we go. I've read these in Instagram comments. This what is do, let's hear. Let, um, we just saw Jason oh, Tatum oh, get poked oh. in the eye. He uh, went on his knees. And we're on a commercial break right now. Uh, you didn't bring that up, though. Yeah. Oh, I like Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what happens. J- we literally saw an yeah. example happen, like, live. Yeah, We're I, recording I this. We Tatum's went to a whole... baby, too. We he went... was not, he's not going to be on the ground for 80 seconds, though, because LeBron's we, a baby. We had to take a whole commercial And what break. about LeBron uh, violating the COVID rules, but he doesn't... He doesn't uh... Yeah, that, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, me neither. Well, it's just, if it was anyone else, they're gone. Well, the rest of the guys just got fined. They didn't get suspended. Like, Kevin Porter Jr. dropped 50 the next night. Or 40. Or was it 30? Something like that. Well, Kevin Porter Jr.'s got weird because it was part of a criminal incident. That's Sterling Brown got suspended, and he was the one that was really involved. Anyways. Shout uh, out LeBron. Yeah, on to the last series. Oh boy. No. Nah, on to the last series no. we're going to talk Bam, about. Bam. <laughs> the Mavs. Yeah, sounds just like says. them. Yeah. Mavs and the Clippers. Mavs get game one. Uh, I think I have the Clippers in four, so, you know, I'm stupid. But Boy. You know, boy. Uh, I still think the Clippers come back and win the series. I'm not too worried about it. Luka is one of the better players in the league. He'll get hot and he'll score, and there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, he's sometimes he gets but, hot. But I trust, I trust. Sometimes Ka- he gets hot. I trust Kawhi and PG, and yeah, I still PG thirteen. PG thirteen percent. I think he'll do good in this. Thirteen percent, like thirteen thousand percent, baby. Not even possible. Um, <laughs> I have the Clippers. I mean, I've had them in the finals for a while. I still think they're gonna do good. Uh, I still think they're gonna go. I don't know. I think I had them originally in five. Um, I think we. I feel like we both said that. We said yeah, we both Mavs will take the first game and then yeah, they we said could. something like that. Um, I just it really depends on game two. I think if the Clippers win game two, um, especially if they win convincingly, I think they'll definitely take the sweep. But if the Mavericks take game two, this could definitely go to seven games. Um, Luca just has that in him. Uh, he's just he's got the sauce, and it, he makes the game look a lot slower than it is. And for a guy that's been playing professional basketball since the age of 15, it looks like he is playing professional basketball still. 
which he is. is. <laughs> Bro. Shout out the boy Luka Doncic. That was like one of my takes, dude. <laughs> All right, Cam, wrap it up. How do you feel about this series? How's it going to go? Uh, I I picked the Clippers. I'm still picking the Clippers. I think PG-13,000% is just going to wrap it up. Kawhi, he's showing emotion. He's getting that. Luka, it's going to be good, but the big three is going to be too much for him. What big three? Yeah, who's third? Uh, Lou Williams. Uh, Not even on the team. Uh, Marquise Morris. Or Where Marcus. does Lou Williams play now? Atlanta, right? Oh, then why'd you say he's on that team? <laughs> uh, but Marquise for Marquise, I can never tell the difference. It doesn't matter. The same person. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And that's not even one of their names. Marquise <laughs> Marcus. Yeah, it's Marcus. Anyways, yeah. Uh, bit of a bit of a. I agree. Bit of a discussion right there, but I think that's gonna. Do our wrap- finals predictions still say the same. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, Suns 76ers. That's mine. I had uh, Clippers 76ers. I had Nets and uh, Clippers, so I stay with that. But yeah, uh, Cam, you want to wrap it up then? Yep. Thank you everyone for tuning in to listen episode 14 of the Nosebleeds podcast. You can follow us on the IG at the underscore nosebleeds underscore podcast. And we will see you guys in episode 15. All right, Nosebleeds out. Mamba out.